Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we're talking week one in the NFL Almost all the Sunday games are done. We got Cowboys Rams right now just started in the second half. So that one's still going. Zeke gets just two nice touchdowns so far for me in a couple of my leagues. So that's nice to see, but we're going to go game by game here and just kind of, you know, go over what we saw. So, you know, today and what the games we were watching and what kind of what, what we can take away from it. So let's just, let's just start running through this thing here, Jeff. I'll start with, uh, Seahawks Falcons. How about that one? We'll start there. Seahawks Falcons. Seahawks win 38 to 25. And with this one, I mean, the Seahawks side, Russell Wilson is awesome. That guy is just ridiculous. And that's the reason why we ranked him third coming into this year when everyone else was starting. I mean, Dak was ahead. Dak's been, Dak's been okay tonight, I guess, but Dak was ahead of him. People were putting, you know, Deshaun Watson or Kyler Murray, whoever, all these people, you know, Wilson, I've seen down at six in rankings, but 31 for 35, 322 and four touchdowns. Just, just ridiculous. Just, he is so good. And I don't know what it is about every single year he gets underrated in these preseason ranks. And then he just comes out and does this and looks like what, I mean, he, he's right there behind Mahomes and um, Lamar. He's not that far off from these guys, honestly. Um, he's, he's just, he's that good. So just a great game from Russell. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, he is. He's he's wonderful, and um, I mean, we might as well jump into his receivers because there's not much more we can say about Russell. I mean, he, no, he's going to do this all year. He's very safe. I mean, they and the crazy part about it today was they didn't even rely on their run game. They they no, really they were a pass first team today. They can really do both. Um, Chris Carson, even though he only got six carries he had two touchdowns receiving. So, I mean, even though you were like, oh man, this could be a down, uh, you know, a a down game for him. It was not. And DK Metcalf had a nice, you know, uh, touchdown catch. Lockett had 92 yards. It was pretty much exactly what you would expect from this offense. You know, you would, a little, a few more runs would have been, um, that's kind of what I would have assumed. Carlos Hyde even got in the action for seven carries, 23 yards, and a touchdown. It's pretty much everyone in this offense got a little something. Um, but I think it's going to go a long way. It's just a very healthy offense in, in general. Yeah, the Car- the Chris Carson owners, okay, he got the two receiving touchdowns, which is great. So he got the six catches there. But the running aspect of it, Hyde had one more carry, actually, and the production was very similar. Hyde got the rushing touchdown. So that, I mean, if you're Carson owner, that might be a slight concern, even with the receiving touchdowns, because those could be fluky. But maybe that's just he'll be part of that game plan. Well, Hyde's not going to go away, but Carson should see more than six carries. I think that's just kind of a, a fluky way that game went for him in the carries. I wouldn't be, you know, I never get too concerned with one game. It's 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 one game. You know, we'll see more. It was nice to see DK get that nice touchdown after. Um, I think it was the same drive. He had dropped an easy first down <laughs> and just. I saw that and I'm like, come on, DK, let's go. And he looked really great on that. I mean, that's what he is on that touchdown. He can, he can beat everybody. He can beat the, beat the corner and just go get the ball. And he's that, he's, he's that good. He has, he gets more yards and he gets a touchdown over Lockett. Lockett did have the, you know, the eight receptions. They both had eight targets though. So, I mean, yeah, just 
what it is. Greg Olson got himself a, a, a touchdown there. That's probably yeah. what he'll do. You know, That's a, a feel good one about that. Yeah. An older tight end. Who knows? Maybe he's going to be interesting in that in that manner. But he did. I mean, he had four catches. There were only for twenty four yards. But that touchdown he caught was what one or two yards. It was very very. Um, yeah. And it got on him really quickly. He had really good hands. So now it was good to see. I mean, like I said, it was very good. Moving over to Atlanta, though. Okay, so yeah, Atlanta. I mean, it's kind of a it's kind of a typical game in a way for them. They don't play much defense. Matt Ryan throws up a bunch of yards, a lot of passes, and they lose. You know, yeah. Kinda. And the the thing I did like about this, first of all, Matt Ryan. Um, it, for me, I always consider him up and down. He he definitely can do this a lot. He has really wonderful weapons. I think it's more dictated by the by the flow of the game. And here they had to score a lot. But 450 yards is ridiculous. I mean, it is a very high yardage mark to hit. Two touchdowns only for that with, with an interception. I thought the interesting part um, and something I, I really looked for was how they were going to use Todd Gurley. And even though this became a shootout, they did try to establish him early, and he ended up having a, a decent game as far as running backs this week because of that, right? 14 carries for 56 yards and a touchdown. And then, um, then they threw it to him twice for only a yard. But it did show me that he's heads and you know tails above any anyone else that they might have rush, and they do trust him in a lot of aspects of the game. If if they're not playing a guaranteed like you know Seattle is a playoff team, right? Playoff caliber team. If they're playing anyone that's more in the middle, and maybe this isn't turned into quite the shootout, I think Gurley is going to have a very very good year, which I, I love to see. Um, do you, did you see the same thing or am I, yeah. or am I reading too much into that? No, I, I, I saw, you know, especially or watched right away early on first couple of drives and they were, they were giving him the ball early. He looked, I thought he looked good. He looked like Todd Gurley again, it felt like, and then it just, the game kind of got away from him and, you know, yeah. they had, Matt Ryan had to throw the ball 54 times. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's what happened. So, I'm, I mean, I guess I'm disappointed. He only had two catches. Um, that could have been, that could have been improved on, but I, I mean, it's his backfield, and this should be a good offense. Um, Seattle just jumped out on him and was better today. So I, I feel I feel pretty decent about Gurley going ahead, though. I think he should, you know, he'll get all the goal line work too, though. That's the beauty of it, you know. He will get all the goal line work, so if they get down there, he, he'll be able to punch it in from the one. I think I think the interesting part, too, with Maddie Ice going, you know, wild with the 450 yards, um, I mean, it went – Complete, like almost completely to three <clears throat> wide yeah. receivers, right? So you have Julio and you have Calvin Ridley. You kind of imagine that, okay, where's the rest going to go? Um, I want to get your feedback on this because, first of all, I went to Russell Gage, which – Hey, you know, he's it's, – it's not like completely surprising with Gage. He was, he's not a complete no. unknown, but, but I'm, I'm a little, surprised little surprised. That, I'm, yeah, that's the surprising part is he got 12 targets. First of all, Julio, Kelvin, and Russell Gage all got 12 targets and all caught nine balls. Uh, Julio, 157 yards, Kelvin Ridley, 130 with two touchdowns, and then Russell Gage with 114. So a little bit lower on the spectrum, but I mean, obviously he's the third guy They threw a few more shorter routes to him. Um, but I think the thing that surprised me, first of all, Russell Gage, sure, it could go to anyone, right? Yeah. But people were assuming that Hayden Hurst was going to step right into the Hooper role. I feel like if you're throwing for 450 yards, only getting 38, even though he was the fourth, you know, fourth receiver, the fourth, you know, with three catches. I do feel like that has to feel like somewhat of a letdown. I know it's only yeah. game one, but no, it, what, are, it, what are your feelings over that? I mean, when you complete 34 passes and he only gets, what, three of them, or 37 passes and he only gets three of them, that is a bit of a disappointment. Um, 
maybe that's just what they were getting from Seattle and that's Hurst wasn't there, but I mean, it could, or it could be more of sign of things to come, but I'll wait, I'll wait and see. I'm just not, not trying to overreact to week one. It's just, we need more. I mean, we have no preseason to go off. We seen one, one game of action. So it's hard to really say, but it is not encouraging. I'll say that, <laughs> you know, if you're a Hurst guy, it's uh, which I, you know, I, I guess I, I kind of was on the bandwagon there. So, well, I mean, and <clears throat> I, I think I, I took more of a, I think a lot of people kind of said, well, this will be from day one, right? They, mm-hmm. they was kind of like, you're going to step into Hooper's shoes. You're going to have the same production. He will, yeah. you're going to use them the same way. And I had, I had an issue with that. Right. And I was kind of like, well, no, no, no. Like it took Hooper a long time to get there. Like, do, do they have the trust with, you know, with this short one? I know he's athletic and all that. So it wasn't quite I'm there not, yet. Yeah. And he could grow into that role, but with Russell Gage putting on that kind of show, I think it does. He has more of an uphill battle than a lot of people thought. I think that's just what I want to point out. Cause I mean, what do you do? You didn't have to draft him that high. I don't think you have to move on from him, but I think no, you have no, no. a realistic idea of like, okay, this was week one. And that's probably more in line with what I should have thought. What should I expect for week two, which I think it should be probably a little bit better. But I think it's going to be a gradual, uh, you know, uptick of where they try to put the ball. Yep. All right. Let's move over to the next game here. Go Bills, Jets. Bills win 27-17. On the Bills side of things, Josh Allen does Josh Allen things, I guess you could say. When you look at the – you just look straight up at the box score in the game. Wow, Josh Allen had himself a game, right? 33 of 46, 312 yards, two touchdowns, ran it 14 times, 57 yards and a touchdown. So really, he had quite the game there fantasy-wise. The guy needs to stop fumbling the ball, though. Dude, he, was, might be, he might be the best bad quarterback I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> that's a good way to put it. Because he when, you, when you're watching the game, like when you look at this so box frustrated. score, yeah, you look at this box score, you're like, wow, man, Josh Allen, that was a great game for him, right? But then you see him just miss some receivers and – you fumble the ball twice and it's like, come on, man, what are you doing? But Hey, they won. They won pretty decently, you know, easily, even I think a little easier than the score might suggest. And Josh Allen though, I mean, 14 carries, he's, he's their leading run. He's their leading running back at this point. I mean, they run that read option every once in a while. I don't think I've ever seen him give the ball up on it. <laughs> it's just, Hey, you, you, you give me an opportunity. I'm going to take it. And that's what Josh Allen does. So, but so, I mean, he's, we ranked him, I think, both seventh going into the year. We knew he was going to be a good fantasy quarterback. Yeah. So, we're not, we're not surprised at this. No, very and, good fantasy. But, I, my gosh, man, it does, it does make me worry. Um, I mean, we'll just get right into it. Yeah. When we're talking about Buffalo. Um, Wait, before we do that, I just want to say one good thing. Okay. Diggs, Diggs yeah. was good. Let's keep the good going. Diggs. Okay, sure. We'll finish it out. So, <laughs> Stefan Diggs did. Uh, I mean, he had a solid game for the solid. first game, right? Were and John eight catches for 86 yards. Great. John Brown stuck yeah. around. I wasn't sure how that was yep. going to, you know, kind of, you know, shake out, but yep. six catches for 70 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. Good for him. I mean, he had 10 targets, and they really did disperse it a lot better. Um, so, even target wise, right? For as much as I could say about Josh Allen, um, not being the best, most accurate quarterback. We all knew this, right? And liking to run. They did. I like the game plan as far as trying to distribute the ball, right? Stefan Diggs had nine, John Brown had 10. And then you go to Cole Beasley with seven, then Dawson Knox with three, Singletary with seven. And then you have a few more guys with three, fourth, two. So they weren't just honing in on, on the two big guys. I think they did make them guess. I think the Jets helped them look better on offense than they probably yeah. were. Um, 
but I mean, overall, it was a as far as the Bills team goes. I didn't. This was this was probably as much as I would have hoped for. Like Diggs, yeah, I would have loved for him to get a touchdown, but you know, it was healthy, healthy distribution. So now that we got over that, let's get to the rushing because that's really what people are wondering about, and that's what we were watching it for for the most part. Yeah. Um, we get there and it was okay. What does Singletary and Zach Moss? How does that split look? How do they look? And then the wild card would be how much does Josh Allen running the ball screw everything up? <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, you know, everyone who listened to this, he knows we're, we're Singletary guys. And I, I still like Singletary. I don't feel like he got much of an opportunity to even show much today. But it seemed to be that Singletary was the main back, you know, until you get to the red, red zone, essentially, right? He was the guy in there for the most part. Moss, Moss came in, every, you know, periodically, but it was mainly Singletary. He just wasn't getting the carries. And then once he got in the red zone, it seemed to turn all to Moss. And Moss got opportunities, and he just really didn't convert them either. So it's he got that touchdown. He did catch the touchdown pass, four-yard touchdown pass. Um, Allen scrambles out, and, and Moss just sat there, and it just happened to open up and Allen song. If you go to, if you go to Twitter and you go to the fantasy football Twitter, basically, man, Zach Moss is a, just amazing after today. <laughs> I'm just like, come on, people. Look at these numbers. Nine carries, 11 yards. He got the three catches for 16. I mean, Singletary wasn't great. I'm not saying that nine for 30. And then, you know, he also had, he had five catches for 23. So nothing, nothing spectacular, really. I don't, nothing great from either side. I, I need, I just need to see more. I, I'm hoping Singletary gets more of an opportunity, but at least um, if you're in a PPR league, which is stupid to play in, but um, that's still the main thing. Uh, Singletary's numbers aren't great. Aren't, aren't terrible. He got five catches there. There's five extra points right there for, you know, a game where he didn't do that much. So. Yeah. I, and I, I, that is what I'm not walking back who I actually think is the, the better player, but I, I do have well, to say the, the thing that worries me that like Zach Moss in the red zone, I was kind of like, yeah, that can yeah, happen. It's right. And, similar and, and to last what year happened, right? Yeah. And I was kind of like, okay, that's fine. I did not. And this, this is completely on one game, right? This is where I just don't know, but I did not realize the, um, the effect of Josh Allen on the, on the rushing game. I felt like this game, even more so than last year, was so sporadic with how they tried to rush the ball and not – I mean, they really didn't yeah. try to establish it at all. It was kind of like Josh Allen – it was kind of like watching if Allen Iverson played <laughs> basketball, where for better or worse, the ball is going to go through him. Yep. In some games, he is going to score a lot of points, but to the, sometimes to the detriment of other players. Yep. So I think that is what we're kind of watching happen. Um, so I think this one, we will need a couple more games, but if you were to ask me, does this worry me? I would say, yeah, yeah, it does worry me. Um, not because of, I, I still think Singletary will end up better than Zach Moss at the end of the year, but I worry about the opportunities that they're going to give either of these guys. If this is the type of offense they're going to run, which, I mean, why would they back off of it? They beat, I mean, first of all, the Jets looked really, really bad, but they beat, you know, they're one and oh, they put up 27 points. So that, that is what I would worry about. And I get, I mean, one thing too is um, the Jets did have a very good run defense last year. So that's, yeah, I mean, that's also very true. Wait and see what happens. But how about, how about the Jets side of things? Is there anything we even really need to talk about here? I mean, <laughs> Jameson Crowder had a good game man. off a 69 yard touchdown that really boosted his day. That was uh, helpful. Um, Bell goes down with an injury after six carries, 14 yards. He'd have a nice 30 yard uh, reception. So he had two for 32, but. Uh, Darnold doesn't really look good. I mean, there's just not much here. 
It no. just isn't. No, uh, and I know Buffalo's not a scrub defense by any means either, but you are hoping to see something more than what we saw from them last year. Yep. And um, me being uh, believing in Le'Veon, um, and obviously the injury still, we saw what we saw. <laughs> yep. And I was kind of like, oh, man, this is – besides for Jameson Crowder, no one was getting going. I mean, it was – I, I don't know what they have been practicing. They were so bad. I mean, it was really, really hard to watch. Yep. And I, I don't even know what to chalk it up to. I mean, I hope that they just – I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know what to go with this bad, one. Yeah, bad. just a bad game for them. Yeah. So, all right, let's move over to Bears-Lions. Talk about Beth. Jeez. Oh, yeah, you're just trying to get me more and more angry. I mean, this happens every year for the Lions, I swear. Last <laughs> Dude, year – It does. This is just – this is just – man, you this saw this Cardinals one coming, all over again, right? except the Cardinals were actually kind of decent. Yeah. In Chicago, oh. I know – I'm I right now I'm just angry because I had to watch this game. Well, and then and then Swift drops a touchdown after they blew yeah, it. They still I mean, should have won it. Oh, they they completely blew it. And I this is the thing that's gonna like I, I laugh at. And this is why I actually feel bad for Chicago, for for pretty much coming back and you know for us letting this happen. Is now you're gonna have to deal with Trubisky for a lot longer. <laughs> if if they would have just if Detroit would have just held on and and you know beat mm-hmm. up on him like they were for the first three quarters, yep. then you would have had a, a reason to put Nick Foles in. Trubisky is not a good quarterback. I mean, it, maybe it'll get better. He looked a little more comfortable in the pocket than he did last year. I'll give him that. But he, he's, not off, he's not that accurate. And watching the game, too, is, like, hard to watch because they were, like – I was laughing because the commentators were talking about, like, a few balls that were, like, look, at that was really good accuracy. And even those balls are just, like – they're not <laughs> yeah. even tight spirals. They're just all over the place. And – uh, you know he's he's a good athlete, but it, this oh my gosh it was, was just, twenty for thirty six too just not good Lions just blew this thing man oh I mean it was terrible but at the end of the day Mitchell Trubisky ended up with a good fantasy day yeah he, he does did have three touchdowns he did have one very good pass but I was gonna say if you throw the ball thirty six times you should have, you should have one very good pass. if you're an NFL quarterback you should have yeah. at least one of those I I love how they're like trying to defend him I was like this guy is he looks terrible. And I, f- I feel bad for uh, the wide receivers, too, because they couldn't do any – like, Allen Robinson, like, made a day of it, even though he wasn't getting a whole lot of help. And Anthony Miller – Got the nice touchdown catch there. At the end. But he – it was because of that fourth quarter where Trubisky actually played well. Yep. The one quarter and Anthony Miller was like, okay, let, let's just do something here. Yeah, Miller, I'm – he's kind of – he picked up a little bit, you know, where he left off last year. I think he still can be a decent player, so that was good to see. Yeah, Robinson, not much. And, but David Montgomery, I guess, was okay. 13 carries, 64 yards, but they didn't get to – they were down, so they had to throw the ball. So, he, you know, it could have been a decent game. They're, they're, he, he looked better than last year. I'll at least give him that. So, Yeah, but. and I mean, I do have to say this, too. I know that two of the cornerbacks um, during the game got hurt for Detroit, and they're obviously not a very deep – team they were very bad on defense last year and that was about the time Trubisky went off but man if you're looking at who you're playing or who your players are playing I that is one matchup that I'm saying okay that does give him a little bit of an of an extra like my wide receiver is going against Detroit even this early in the year I'm like okay I remembered what they were able to do against him a decent quarterback is gonna really put the screws to this defense especially if they don't get healthy so that is something to look to, but this was insanely hard to watch. Okay, and then we can go through 
Detroit too. Matthew Stafford got penalized. He actually had a good game. Um, dropping a touchdown, you know, you can put anything into it. But, um, you know, he threw for almost 300 yards. His completion wasn't that great. He only had one touchdown and one interception. Um, I think that will get better as, as they get a little more comfortable. They start, they use Hawkinson a little bit. And obviously he was missing Galladay too. So um, this, anyone yeah. that was kind of putting their trust in Stafford, I actually completely believe in him. It was kind of the, the tape, you know, the tale of two cities on this one. I, I laugh how Chicago Trubisky's numbers look really good and I'm like crapping all over him. And then <laughs> Stafford's look worse. And I'm like, no, he's a good quarterback. But I guarantee anyone that watched that game, even Chicago fans were like, oh, no, I would rather have Stafford. <laughs> well, yeah, the Lions, I mean, I don't even have much to take away from this thing. DeAndre Swift didn't play much, uh, except for, He's you know, he, he, he did get the rushing touchdown. And he got a rushing touchdown and should have had another touchdown. And that would have been two touchdowns off of not much. But yeah. Adrian Peterson isn't done still. <laughs> he know? looked really good. I mean, yeah. I, I, we, I joked about it in the beginning, but at the end of the game, he was still punishing the, the line. Obviously, Chicago's defense is pretty decent, too. Yep. So the way he was running really hard, he was averaging 6.6 carries. He had 14 of them, almost yep. for, you know, 93 yards. It, it was very intriguing. I don't yep. know how you feel about him come waiver time. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know, honestly. <laughs> I mean, I, right now you have to – I mean – He's usable. He's – Carry on Johnson and DeAndre Swift when they did carry the ball. They didn't look no, they didn't look great. Peterson no. did. So I think he's gonna be the guy for a bit. I still think Swift will take over eventually. I really do believe by the end of this season, Swift will be the guy. Peterson, I don't Peterson's not gonna be able to it's just not gonna happen. Swift's gonna take over at some point, right? I mean, if you're a Lions fan, that's the goal because that means Swift is hopefully good. If he's not, <laughs> there we go, wasting another pick. So We'll see. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. But yeah. I, I think Adrian Peterson, if you are in some trouble with running back, which we yeah. all know we can get into very quickly, I do think that he's a, a waiver pickup. I, I don't know how much I would expect out of him, but it does seem like they're going to use him and, uh, you know, at least to kind of beat up the line and run hard and, you know, try yeah. to pick up those yards. And he did a good job this, this game. All right, how about Packers-Vikings? Packers win 43-34. And... Aaron Rodgers was really good. Surprise, surprise, right? From <laughs> for the rest of the fantasy world, I feel like it's a surprise. I know. Not I, to us. <laughs> it's not, and I don't always want to like pat myself on no, the back. No, but come on. This is mean, after one game. But I was everyone so down on Aaron Rodgers. Like it never made sense to me. I don't know. I mean, but it was yeah. kind of one of those you make, you know, when the when the you know make hay when the sun shines, right? Because everyone yeah. was so down on him. We got him so late in so many drafts. And I was like, yeah, yeah, he's going to yep. be my number one quarterback. And people are like, would be confused when I would say that. I'm like, even last year, he wasn't that bad. And it was like a bad year for him. Right. He was like barely outside yep. the top yep. 10 and you're I, getting Devonte Adams back. I just, uh, I'd love in our Scott fishbowl, super flexibly. We got uh, Rodgers and Cam Newton and we didn't have to wait, <laughs> no, and we got to wait like, on quarterback. I love we it. We look like geniuses. <laughs> it's, it's great. So just great um, game from Rodgers. You know, I mean, Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams is going to have a monster season if this continues. If he stays healthy, dear God, how do you not? You mean, it blows my mind that, I mean, and Minnesota Vikings have a good defense. Like, yeah. if, if any defense, like, early on would be able to stop him, you think they would throw something in his way? But if you're the only guy, like, you look at the Falcons and you're like, okay, well, you had three guys catching the ball. You have, and you have Kelvin and Julio. It, you know, you have other people. Who else are you throwing to? No one. You had yeah. 17 targets go to Devonta Adams. The next closest guy was six with, you know, MVS. 
Yeah. I am blown away by what Devonta Adams was able to do in this Just game. Just a ridiculous game. Valdez Scantling got himself a 45-yard touchdown. Alan Lazard gets a touchdown. So, you know, you, I, I played Lazard in the league. You played Lazard in the league. It worked out for week one. But I'd like to see a few more catches. But, hey, that's, you know, it's, it's promising, I would say. Yeah, I mean, I think we might have lucked out a little bit. Yeah, this maybe. Touchdown, but maybe. You know what? Yeah, I, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. And then um, Aaron Jones, 16 carries, 66 yards, got a tough touchdown. Remember, I mean, at least in this situation, remember this A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones situation was a lot like on Twitter was very similar to Moss Singletary when it first started this summer. This one wasn't as bad, but I mean, there's it's Aaron Jones backfield. So clear, clearly yeah. no worries there. And um, yeah, you just nothing, nothing to worry about there. All right. How about the Viking side of things? So cousins actually ends up looking like a decent fantasy day, 259 yards, two touchdowns, but a lot of this came in the fourth. I swear at one point I saw it might've even begin getting getting the fourth quarter and he barely had a hundred yards and I mean, he turned it around we, Minnesota in put garbage up, time. <laughs> yeah. Minnesota put up 24 points in the fourth quarter. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, he it was it not a close game until then. No, it was not. And Cousins, though, throwing the ball up to Thielen for two touchdowns, six for 110. Thielen, I mean, Thielen's obviously the guy there. Um, no one else really stepped up at all, honestly. Um, Jefferson, you know, we still like Jefferson, but we'll wait, you know, wait and see on that. It's first game for a rookie. Yeah. It's Can't early, expect results early. No, but I, I still, especially with the, if you're looking at who else, you know, caught, caught balls and BC Johnson and Madison Rudolph, yeah, you know, just, Irv Smith. It, it felt like, okay, I'm, I'm surprised he only had three targets, especially in a game you know you have to throw a lot in. Yep. So that does worry me a little bit. But like I said, I'll, I'll, I'll buy my time. He's a rookie. I totally get it. Yep. Um, Dalvin Cook only had 12 carries because they were down by so much, but turned it into 50 yards and two touchdowns. So he had a good fantasy day off of very little. So and they, they were down by a lot early. So not, not much to really gain from – Cook's day, but he made it worth it with those touchdowns. So, how about we move over to Patriots, Dolphins? Patriots win twenty-one to eleven, and you know what? The Patriots used Cam Newton like I thought they were, they were, were going to do. They were going to take advantage of what Cam Newton does best, and that's what they did. Because his, I mean, his passing numbers were efficient. I guess fifteen of nineteen, one hundred fifty-five yards, but no touchdowns. But they didn't go too overboard with that because honestly, that's not Cam Newton's strength. Cam Newton's strength is his rushing, and you know what? They figured that out really early, didn't they? 15 carries, 75 yards, two touchdowns for Cam Newton. But they're not screwing around with that. They knew what, what he can do, and let's do what he does best. And that's what we talked about in you know all offseason. We knew this was going to be a good signing because this is the perfect coaching staff to take advantage of somebody's strengths, and they did. They weren't just trying to make him sit in the pocket and throw the ball around all the time. They he used his legs, and, hey, it worked out, and they were able to – controlled the game it wasn't a blowout win but they controlled the game very well that way and just you know it's gonna be a good fantasy scene for cam newton if he stays healthy it's gonna be simple as that yeah and once again they i was expecting fitzpatrick and the dolphins to put up uh, a little more as a way of points they they never got it going and fitzpatrick had a bad game i mean he had you know 191 yards and three interceptions no touchdowns it was bad um, they definitely figured it out. I thought maybe that defense would have a harder time with the people that opted out. They did not. <laughs> they looked, they yeah. looked really solid. Um, and because of that, I feel like the Patriots are not giving away anything. Like they're kind of like, okay, well, here's one trick we have with Cam Newton in the red zone. We're going to use him to run, right? I feel like next game they're going to be like, oh, wait, he can throw a lot. Like I feel like depending on the team, they're going to 
just pick people apart is Belichick, right? And he just is a mastermind at this stuff. So I, I'm interested to see how this goes. I agree with you wholeheartedly, though. Cam Newton will have a good uh, season, and I think you're going to see a jack of all trades. I think you're going to see him pass really well sometimes, run sometimes, and when he has to be just, you know, the kind of like the the game, you know, efficient, he, he's going to do that as well. 15 for 19, you know. What else can you say? It was just a very well-played game so, by the Patriots. Not that exciting, but really well-played. But honestly, with this, though, the way they're going to look like they're going to do things, I don't know how many other people on this team are going to be fantasy relevant other than Cam Newton, though. It's going to take away quite a bit from everyone else. Sony Michelle, I guess, got a touchdown, but he only had 10 carries for 30-some yards. It didn't look great. This is really going to hamper the rest of the team, I feel like. Edelman will probably still get his. Maybe Nikhil Harry does more. I mean, you know, and they'll change it up. Who knows? But as yeah. a, if it stays like this, it's going to be Cam Newton, and that's the only person you care about playing. Uh, very true. And I, I thought maybe Nikhil Harry, he, they started getting him the ball, and then he caught it, and he fumbled it through the end zone when they were going to about to score again. And it just yep. felt like one of those moves where if he had more people, he probably would have benched him. But it feels like this is the one where the bill check is like, you have one more of those, and I, I'm going to stop giving you the ball. I don't care. Like, right. I don't care if we don't have anyone else in line. Like, so I do worry about that a little bit, but it did feel like this was the first time where I was like, okay, I can see a lane for Nikhil Harry to become relevant. Yep. All right. How about the Dolphin side there? Um, nothing great, I would say. I, I like how I left the game. I was like, no, this is what I'm talking about. I mean, there is. I mean, Pat, Fitzpatrick was terrible. Three, three picks. Two is going to play really soon. That's they're not going to screw around with that. Um, Jordan Howard goes down with an injury. He only had eight carries, seven yards, and a touchdown. Matt Burita was not even the second back. Honestly, it was Miles Gaskin who was backing up Howard, and he turned it into nine for forty. And that's not good for us who thought Matt Burita could do something. It, it's not promising. And you know what? I don't even know why I bought into any kind of thing with the Dolphins' backfield because of what. Remember last well, year they were terrible. Like I know it was, it was cheap, but no, they made nobody relevant last year, and this just screamed that again. This just felt exactly like that. It did. So, I, I was really expecting them to throw the ball a little more. Like, yeah. like it, I think the thing that blew my mind was like if you have Parker and Jacecki and even Preston Williams, they'll throw them in there and you got to get something going. Obviously you're not running it too efficiently. They weren't terrible, right? I mean, I think the, the top Gaskin and Breda both averaged 4.4. It's not like you're the worst, you know, yeah, it but... wasn't the worst showing um, when they tried to, but when you're only giving someone like Devontae Parker four looks, that, that doesn't scream that you, I, I know that he might've been banged up too, but he caught all four. Yeah. Or if you're going to Jacecki and, and you, you throw it to him five times, he catches three, like, I don't know why you wouldn't go back to that well. So it does worry me. Like it's, <laughs> it feels like that's the way you can win and you don't go that way. I'm not sure what you're doing. And I know a lot of it has to do with Fitzpatrick just wasn't very good today. Um, uh, hopefully that changes um, or two will be coming in. But either way, it, it worries me in general. You know, yep. If you're on a bad team, that's, that's the worry. But you would think that you keep throwing the ball. Yep. All right. How about let's just move over to – Eagles and Washington. Washington wins 27-17. Eagles jumped out to an early lead and just never did anything again after that. No, I got to – I mean, good for you, Washington. Right. I, I am – I was super impressed with this win. I, I was kind of like, oh, Eagles are going to 
beat up on them. They jumped out to that lead, like you said. I was like, oh, this game's over, even without Miles Sanders. And they didn't really have a nope. whole lot of wide receiver help. And nope. they just kept they just kept in it. They kept going. I mean, it's you know, it was and it was kind of like everyone on the team, and we can get there, but there wasn't one major thing. They just kind of all stuck together and they ended up, you know, yep. ended up just gutting it out. So good for them because they were terrible last year. At least it shows you that, you know, they're trying to build towards something. And um, I think the first thing we have to acknowledge, Peyton Barber. Oh, geez. That was a Peyton Barber game for sure. 17 for 29. Yeah, first of all. <laughs> but like, two touchdowns. They, they gave him 17 carries. Man. And he, I mean, he only got 29 yards out of it. But, that I mean, he definitely was the goal line guy. And I saw Gibson get one look. At the goal line, didn't get it in, and then uh, Barber got the next two, and he put them, you know, yeah. put them in. So I, I was cracking up. I was like, "This stat line is going to be so mis like misleading." It doesn't um, surprise me coming from Peyton Barber, though. If you told me he had 17 carries, I probably would have guessed 30 yards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but maybe not the touchdowns. Yeah, but I mean, if that if he keeps hey. going there, he's just going to vulture nope. touchdowns. That he, definitely hurts to. Antonio Gibson and and Bryce Love was a scratch, like he was out. Yeah, held the healthy scratch, which is yeah. So that's um not cool. I don't know what that is, but yeah, he, he's, he, so they just, he just they're just not waiting for him to play, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go far enough to be like they don't want him to play. Yeah. I'm. I'm still thinking like you're still gonna think it's, it's not ready. Comfortable, yet. just not ready. Yeah, he, he yeah. needs to come back more. All right, Terry McLaurin, it's five for sixty-one. Um, Sims three for fifty. So I mean, nothing, nothing too spectacular there, but they didn't. They got the win, so hey, worked out for him. Eagles, I mean, looked pretty good early. Wentz had two touchdowns. He did throw two picks, though. Um, Boston Scott, everyone rushed to throw Boston Scott in the lineup after Sanders goes down, and he turned it in at nine for 35, two for 19 receiving. Their big receiver of the day was Dallas Goddard. Goddard was uh, eight for 101 in a touchdown compared to Zach Ertz's three for 18 in a touchdown. And Jeff, I think you're, I mean, you've been calling this one for like three years now. So <laughs> no, no. Well, finally I, happening. I, well, I was calling that Dallas Goddard was that good of an athlete, that good of a tight end that they would use both of them. And um, I, I did, and I need your help on this one. I watched a lot of games today, but Zach Ertz, I know that he was injured at one point. Did, yeah. did he come back and play the rest Honestly, of the game? Honestly, I'm not at the check up on that because I, uh, I did see where, I did see where he was, um, where he kind of went down there. Yeah, um, he didn't, he didn't. It looked like really hurt, but I wasn't no, sure no, if that I, affected I, how many no, times I they believe went to him. He, I don't believe he ended, left the game from it. So okay, fairly certain but he I, kept playing that one. And, and yes, I mean, I was calling this, but also this is a lot to do with, first of all, he was very good. I mean, well, he was tight end number 10 last year, even with Ertz being like a tight end four or whatever it was, three. Um, but also they're just the lack of wide receivers they have. You knew that they're going to have to use other people. That's why I'm so high on Miles Sanders as well when he comes back. I feel like those three, Earth, Dallas Goddard, and Miles Sanders are going to be kind of what buoys them. And it, it, I feel a little vindicated on this one. It is only one game. He is still the second tight end. So I'm not going to get too crazy into this. But he did have nine targets. He caught eight of them for 101 yards and a touchdown. The only other person to catch a touchdown is the other tight end, Zach Ertz, right? And he caught the first one. So I, I do believe that my assessment of the team, like, led me to yeah. the right direction. Now it's just, you know, what do you do with this information? Are they going to put more bodies on Dallas Goddard? You know, are they when, – when, like, Rager and, and other people are a little healthier as far as the wide receivers go, does that cut into his, his share? So there's a lot to, like, to really see how this develops. But I, I still like Dallas Goddard. I, I played him in a flex away. position, right? Yeah. yeah. 
So I, I think if you have him as a tight end, you can play him as a tight end. And I think in certain situations, especially early on, if the wide receivers aren't there, I think he can keep putting up these types of numbers and he's a great red zone threat. So I, I would say he's even flex relevant. Yeah, I, he, he can be. That was, I, I honestly do not think he's going away. He's always, we've always known he's talented enough. Just had Ertz standing in the way, but Ertz isn't, they're not treating it like that anymore. Goddard's going to play. He's going to find his way to the field because he's that good. There's no need to not play him anymore. So he's going to be very, very relevant. So not much from the receivers in that one. Rager gets a nice uh, 55-yard pass, but that's about it. So, all right, let's move over to Raiders, Panthers. Raiders win 34-30. Panthers, um, that's going to be their year. They're not going to have they, – they don't have much of a defense. So I wanted to clap for the Raiders too, but it's less of a surprise. Yeah. Like, but, um, I, I mean, good for them once again. Uh, this was an interesting one all over the place. Well, uh, it's, it's, it's a Josh Jacobs show there. I mean, he, he carried the ball 25 times for 93 yards, caught four for 46, ran those three touchdowns. in. so his yard per carry is only 3.7, but who cares if you're getting that many carries and they're just going to keep feeding him the ball. He has no competition. I mean, it's great to be a Josh Jacobs owners because there's absolutely no one going to take anything away from him at all. Yeah. You never so. have to guess. I mean, no. He might have a harder – day against a little bit better of a team because three touchdowns I'm not going to expect that you know game in and game out but I mean I would start thinking that with that many touches you know he's going to get you have to believe that he's going to be able to get in the end zone once or you know I mean like you're just you're you're not that far away he looked great running the ball there's nothing negative I can say about him I mean he just he was really really good and I really like the you know the Raiders game plan for the most part um I mean, Derek Carr, they didn't ask him to do too much. And with the wide receivers feeling out, you know, who's what and what they can do, I think you knew they were going to rely on the run. But, you know, Carolina still couldn't stop them. No, they spread it around quite a bit. Rugs three for 55. One was a 45-yard. He went down with an injury but then came back. So Yeah, but so. I, I, that one, I really liked seeing that. I'm, I'm hoping that is uh, what is in store because he still yep. finished with the most yards on the team. Um, then, you know, Josh Jacobs was right behind him and then Darren Waller. And those were the, the three that I was kind of like, okay, the other one that I'm disappointed in was Brian Edwards. Yeah, not much there tonight. One catch for nine yards. I'm, I'm kind of surprised by that, but you know, they were, yeah, you know, it was a close game. So why rock the boat kind of thing? Yep. All right. Panthers side of things. I mean, it's just, it's the McCaffrey show there. <laughs> 23 for 96, two touchdowns, very similar stat line there to Josh Jacobs. Um, Three for thirty-eight receiving. You only—that's the only, I guess, downfall. You just hope there's more receiving than that. Um, if you're a McCaffrey owner, you're used to more receiving than that. But still, great game. Robbie Anderson gets himself a seventy-five-yard touchdown to make his numbers look pretty good. Of six for one fifteen and touchdown, and that's about it for fantasy relevancy. There, uh, DJ Moore disappointed. I would say four for fifty-four and disappointing but i guess we it's with bridgewater we're not really sure what to expect i just wish yeah. that anderson touchdown would have been dj morris yeah and you know teddy bridgewater is going to be efficient he wasn't a bad quarterback by any any no. means but when when people ask like do you even think about him for fantasy i always say no no i, I still because, don't yeah, yeah and especially with mccaffrey we saw what this is going to be if he does yep. throw a more his numbers could get a boost because he could get more touchdowns and free yardage Yep. But it doesn't feel like that's what they're going to do. So, yeah, not, not right now. And what do, you, what do you feel about Robbie Anderson? 
he's gets this what he's gonna get those big plays Completely every once in a while. Now. Yeah, I mean, I have a hard time playing him. Eight times and you just have to get open once. But I mean, even without that though, I mean it, it was yeah. obviously that one big play, and then other than that, he wasn't too relevant, no, even with you know seven other targets. I have a hard time playing somebody like that. It just uh, scares me a little bit. Yeah. All right, how about Jacksonville in the Colts? Jacksonville wins 27-20. Bihar in Gartner Minshew's 19 for 20 game there, 173 and three touchdowns. Um, maybe this guy wasn't a complete fluke. Efficiency, efficiency. <laughs> very, very efficient there. <laughs> he spread it around. There wasn't anything relevant on the receiving side of things because that ball just went around to everybody. Um, even though he only completed 19 of them, what did he have? 10 receivers caught in those 19 passes or something like that? So it's crazy. Uh, I guess it was led by Keelan Cole, five for 47 and a touchdown. LaVisca Chenault was nice to see a touchdown, three for 37. Hey, a rookie gets a touchdown in the first game. And then um, DJ Chark also caught the other touchdown. So his numbers are saved by that, but it was only a three for 25 game. He was just one of the guys out there, which is always, I mean, how many times have we said this about Jacksonville over the years? It's just they have a bunch of guys at wide receiver and they're all the same. Thought that wasn't going to be the case with um, Chark this year, but we'll see. Game one, you know. Hopefully he gets a few more catches. Um, James Robinson was the guy in the backfield, 16 for 62. Nothing, nothing spectacular, but he, he'll he be – if you need a running back badly, that's, I guess, one to use. But this is kind of – I don't expect Jacksonville to be very, you know, explosive at all this year. This is kind of what they need to do. If they want to win, they're going to have to be extremely efficient like this. And, yeah, really, I don't really love it from a fantasy perspective, though. Except I no, guess Mitchu was good today, but I don't think that that's a little more than what you can normally expect. No, the only guy I was kind of banking on was DJ Chark. And for him to only have three targets does, you know, kind of throw a little cold water on it because I thought, and to be fair too, though, I thought that in a lot of these games, they're going to be down, but if they play this efficiently, it might be closer. And that thinking might not come into play. Like maybe, maybe Minshew can do this all year, but, um, I don't know. We'll find out. It was a very interesting first game. Yep. All right. For the Colts, Rivers, 36 or 46, 363. Touchdown and two picks. So that's, that's Rivers for you. I was going to say, he picks up where he left off last year. Yep. The big story, I guess, is Marlon Mack going down with the Achilles injury. So um, that's one of the reasons why Taylor obviously was, you know, not drafted as highly is because of Mack there. And now Mack is gone just like that. But still, not like Taylor looked great. Nine for 22, he didn't do much. And Naheem Hines played a lot and got two touchdowns, a receiving, you know, and a rushing touchdown and looked pretty decent. So Taylor's going to have to battle with Hines. Hines isn't going to go away, but it, it does have a chance to now be just Taylor's backfield. So we'll see yeah, if he can I, get better. I think it will. And I think he will get better. I like that offensive line. I don't think this is what is going to be. I'm very high on Jonathan Taylor now. I mean, why wouldn't you be? Marlon Mack was the only thing standing his way, like you said. And what I did take away from this, even though his rushing wasn't what I thought it would be. Yeah. The receiving there. Yeah. He was the second leading receiver on this team today. And if you're, you know, if you're Hines, that is your bread and butter. So when you, even though you got two touchdowns today, you have to be like, Oh, this is the main back. And he had more catches than I did, more yardage. Like, why wouldn't they keep him on the field for, you know, more than even if it was like Mac, like switching it up, right? Because yep. it's not a one-look offense then either, right? It's not like, oh, Taylor's in, we have to run it. Like, they can do both. So I think that was very good to see, especially with, you know, you never want to see anyone go down. But obviously, if you're a Taylor owner, you have to, you know, 
Oh, okay. He's going to get a few more carries. That's good. Yep. And Paris Gabel, six for 71. Hey, maybe, maybe we're seeing something there in year two there. So he could be, he could be a wa- waiver ad. There could be a couple waiver ads from this team. Campbell and Hines both probably will be at least on people's radars next week. So, oh, well, all right, let's move over Ravens and Browns. Uh, this is just completely just picking up where last year left off, right? Um, just ridiculously bad for the Browns there. Only scoring six points to the Ravens, 38. Jackson, 20 for 25, 275, three touchdowns, runs at seven for 45. The guy's just, he's really, really good, I would say. He's a, he's a good quarterback. Doesn't even need to run the ball that much right now, which he'll have more of that, but he didn't have to today. And he, he's just, he's good. J.K. Dobbins gets the two rushing touchdowns on a 7-for-22 day, and Ingram goes 10-for-29. So none of those – those guys weren't efficient in their in their yardage there, but Dobbins gets the two touchdowns. But I guess um, if you're an Ingram owner, you're kind of disappointed. There wasn't much there, and Dobbins is stealing that goal line work. So I guess that's one takeaway. But still, only Dobbins was it, – I always have a hard time with this because he's 7-for-22. It's not like he was great, but – I don't love it when I'm just banking on touchdowns. That's it. You're just hoping to get the touchdown. I want more, more than that, but maybe he will get more than that because Ingram didn't, wasn't great. No, I mean, uh, yeah. Once again, I think this is a a very difficult game to judge off of one because they got up quick. They were up 24 to six at half. And I mean, how much do you really, you know, you, you secure the ball. You're not, you're thinking that the other offense can't move it. And, you know, you're exploiting what they're not doing great, which right now it was kind of just passing it all around. Like, there, I don't know, it didn't feel like any real urgency at, at some point. So I don't think they were really looking for it. And, and touchdowns on this team are completely based on – it's not even hot hand. It, it really is just, you know, we're going to run this many plays and we're going to, you know, we're going to spread the ball around and everyone has a pretty good shot at scoring a touchdown. I think that's yeah. what it's going to be. I didn't see any reason to believe that Ingram couldn't have two touchdowns next week yeah. or, or, you know, Dobbins here. Like, I think this is moving. Tw- I mean, it's not even moving toward it's already, we're already there. We're exactly where we thought it was going to be. Right. Lamar had seven carries, Mark Ingram had 10 Dobbins had seven. Yeah. It's going to be that way. Yeah. Moving forward it is touchdown dependent a little bit. That's why we don't love, love Ingram and Dobbins because you're, you're kind of doing a lot of guessing. Yep. But they're both really talented backs and a great offense. So, I, I mean, I, I would, you can play both of them. I think it was good to see Dobbins do this, but I would like to see a little more productive yardage game before I give him, like, the full yeah. – uh, I can put him in, like, for a uh, running back instead of, like, maybe just a flex position because you don't really know. I mean, I think it's yep. going to be very different when they're playing a, a, a team that can put up points. Uh, Marquise Brown at five for 101, solid there. Willie Sneed gets himself a touchdown. And Mark Andrews, five for 58, two touchdowns. The first one was just a great one-handed grab. Um, Andrews is really good. So, Yeah, oh, great to good. see. Marquise Brown was I, – I really liked yeah. what I saw on that one too. I mean, he did have a long of 47, so it's half of his yards. But it does feel like he's coming along as a wide receiver. Yep. And in that offense, once again, I think yep. that was a wonderful thing. So if you did draft him, he's a, he's a nice nice get. On the Brown side of things, Baker Mayfield was terrible. Um, it's a complete split in the backfield between Hunt and Chubb, which. Well, I mean, it is. It, it, is. it is. I mean, but once again, I, this is, you cannot base it off this game. I, I, I know, I know. We're yeah. hear it, a lot about this already. True. I just want to cut it off at the knees. It was, Chubb, it was Chubb early. When you're getting, when yeah. you're getting killed by a yeah. team that 
can put up this many points, you know you're not coming yeah. back. You're like the game plan goes out the window, and you're kind of like get, trying to get everyone involved, right? You're just like, how can yeah. we salvage it? So I can like take nothing away from from their offense, and we knew this too. That's why we we were like, yeah, we we believe that Mayfield and Odell will have a better year this year, right, than they did last year. But we're kind of like not not in week one. Like Baltimore is yeah. not the team you do it against. Yeah. So we have to wait until week two to figure. out. They still out didn't put up any fight at all, which is <laughs> okay. That was upsetting to see. Like it went down real quick. Yeah. You know what? But, I you know what I'm gonna okay. I am literally I'm not gonna talk. I'm not gonna say the name Odell Beckham after this until he does <laughs> something. And we're done. I'm done talking about him. I will not answer any questions about Odell Beckham. I will not talk about him on the ranking show. I am literally done talking about Odell Beckham until he actually does something. So I will say his name again when he actually looks like a good NFL player. He's just not right now. It's pretty. It, I'm done. I'm, oh, let's move on, Jeff. Let's move on. I can't talk about those guys. How about the Chargers-Bengals? That was a boring game. Um, yeah. There wasn't many games on at the end of the day, so that was one I got to watch. Did, <laughs> did you think that after watching Burrow uh, scramble into the end zone, we're about to see, like, the most, like, confident rookie ever right. to, like, take the helm? Well, you know, and then he, it kind of got back to usual, but when he, like, you know, he kind of directed the blocker and he waited yeah, for it. And that was, that was, and I was like, that was good patience there. Yeah, I was yeah. like, how old are you, dude? Yeah. But um, well, and you know what? Kind of got back to. Normal. But he should have. He should have let him on. The, you should have had a game-winning touchdown there. AJ pushed off a little bit. It wasn't even that crazy. Um, should have. Should have been a. And then the <laughs> their kicker misses the easy chip shot there to send it to overtime. So I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to. You know, Burrow. I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be good. So I'm not yeah. going to read much into this. No, I think he was very solid today. I was very impressed with him, honestly, in the first one, and yep. it did feel kind of like Detroit. It felt like this was very much like. Like, oh, one off season doesn't fix everything. Like, right. <laughs> still Cincinnati, you know what I mean? Yep. Uh, Mixon, 19 for 69. It's, it's kind of the same old story of the way last year started, so hopefully this will get better, I will, I will say. I'm still on board there. A.J. Green, 5 for 51. Should have been six catches in another touch in the touchdown there, but they, you know, call him for the OPI. Tyler Boyd, 4 for 33. Not really much else there, honestly. Chargers side of things. Austin Eckler does get 19 carries for 84 yards, so he's solid there. Josh Kelly, though, 12 for 60 in a touchdown. Josh Kelly is clearly the number two back there. He did beat out Justin Jackson, we'll say that. And he, he looked pretty decent, actually. So he's not going to go away. And then the, the weird thing is here is Austin Eckler, one catch for three yards. And that's what you got Austin Eckler for was those receptions. So yeah, that, that's, that's worrisome. A little, little bit of a red flag there, right? And it's not like that you can't, I mean, are you going to blame it against the Bengals defense and just how, <laughs> how they can shut down people? So we'll see. I, you know, I'm, I just don't think Tyrod Taylor is that good. That's a lot of it. So we're yeah. going to see, we're going to see Justin Herbert here at some point. I mean, uh, we'll see if they keep winning, whatever. We'll see if it, it yeah. gets better. And th- that's the weird part too. I could buy into the, the idea that, Hey, Tyrod is just not that type of quarterback. Those are like the easy passes. That's a, what you set up. That's what you orders. thought. That's yeah, what you so thought I was like, he would Eckler get. Eckler is going to get a ton, and I was kind of like, that's why I was like him yeah. and Hunter Henry, right? Like the, the big guy and the little guy coming out of the backfield. Like those are the easiest well, ones to set up. At least Hunter Henry had five for seventy three. So yeah, solid. Mike Williams, uh, four for sixty nine. Kind of what he was doing last year too. But Keenan Allen, um, once again, it was one game. I don't want to get too ahead but of myself, but it's exactly say, what I was worried about. Yeah, that's why we ranked him more. I, 
and I like Keenan Allen, but I, I downgraded him a lot and, yep. and people were angry about it, but this is what I worry about. Maybe yep. it comes back, but um, I don't know. I yep. think that might be more of what you see this year with Tyrod and, and him together. All right. How about Bucks Saints? Saints win 34-23 in Brady's Tampa Bay debut. Um, Brady got the rushing touchdown on the first drive, and then after that he was 23-36, 239, two touchdowns, two picks. You know, I'm not, I don't really know how much to read into it. Um, I actually thought he looked fine. I mean, yeah. It, I was, it was some, some unlike, he doesn't usually throw interceptions all that much. Um, but to be quite honest, I mean, it is a weird thing. You're finally on a new team. You do have a new offense. That one he airmailed to the Saints or whatever, it looks like they were just on, I don't even know how you do that. It was on two different pages. But I think that is the lack of, of uh, time you have with a team. I think it's more of that than anything yeah. else. Like he still put up decent fantasy points, and I don't see why he wouldn't be able to do that or better because Saints are good. Like, like let's not yeah. get too far ahead of ourselves. Saints are a really good team. Yep. Um, and Mike Evans did play. He was barely playing, though, and we kind of – hopefully you didn't – I mean, he got a touchdown right at the end there to make it, like – if you did somehow still put Evans in your lineup, you didn't completely lose everything because he had one catch – for two yards and it was a touchdown and it was with two minutes left in the game. So he saved yeah. all of that. I mean, Godwin was their leading receiver, but only six for 79. I'll say OJ Howard in only four for 36 in touchdown, but he is involved in the game plan. You know, yeah, him and him and Scotty Miller yeah. kind of blew me away by a lot more than I thought they would be. Yeah. And it kind of showed that Mike Evans wasn't a hundred percent right. Cause it was yep. Godwin. And then it was these guys and not they much from Gronk. Mad not to throw it to Gronk. I'm yeah. completely wrong on that one. Yeah, well, I wait, wait. with the lack of preparation, like that might be an easy one to like throw a few to him. Yep. I don't. I don't know what that's about. To be quite no, honest, I'll I be don't. interested to read about it. Wait and see what happens. Ronald Jones led the backfield, 17 carries, 66 yards. But as um, you know, Fournette gets into it, maybe that'll change. We'll see. But uh, no, no, Lashawn McCoy on the rushing side. He had one catch for two yards. So we'll no, see what it, happens there. Yeah, I. I had a feeling they were going to do this with Rojo because they kind of made a big deal about how he was still the number one back. And yep. he did fine today, but still doesn't – like, as I'm watching him, it's nothing that I'm kind of like – I have a hard time believing Fournette at some point isn't going to gain momentum on him. Yep. But we'll find out. I mean, he didn't obviously look that great either today. Um, but yep. the one thing I do want to point out before we get to New Orleans – first of all, I do think that the Bucks, and it's going to be kind of funny to, you know – you know, take a crap on them because all this hype and then they lost the first game. But I thought their defense looked really good. Like I know the, the different, the points makes it feel like it wasn't because it's 23 to 34 for new Orleans. But I mean, Brady did throw a pick six. He threw another pick that put him that, you know, the saints capitalized and got another touchdown on you take those out. And for such a potent like offense that uh, the saints can be, I thought that, the Bucks looked really, really good. So I am very like – I'm a little bit higher than I was on some of these guys on, on uh, Tampa Bay because I do believe that they are a complete team, which I wasn't exactly sure what we were going to see because mm-hmm. it was so up and down last year, but you couldn't tell because of all the interceptions and everything like that. It might be just something in Tampa Bay that you have to throw two like, interceptions per game or something, but <laughs> – Pretty much. Yeah. Um, how about uh, let's see the Saints side of things here quick. Breeze 18 to 30 all for only 160 yards, did get two touchdowns. Um, uh, Michael Thomas was 
just non-existent, which is crazy. Three for 17. Not going to read much into that one game. When was the last time we saw that, though? No, it's just he, he's the most reliable you know, player out there, it feels like. You just don't expect that. The bad game doesn't seem to happen to Michael Thomas. So that it was is, disappointing. Isn't it crazy, though? You look at – they put up 34 points, and then you look at their box score, and you're like, yeah. how? Yeah, because you look at – I mean, the rushing. I mean, so Alvin Kamara just – this is like what he does. He gets himself two touchdowns in the day, one receiving, one rushing – but he only had 12 carries for 16 yards. That was it. He almost had that third touchdown right there at the end. And they called it back actually. And it was like as close as you can possibly have it. Um, But yeah, yeah. I mean, that is, that's the worry in my head. That's the worry about Kamara It's Yep. He's not exactly a workhorse, right? Like he's, he's a, they they use him as a very like specific tool in order to attack a team now. Yep. And it does worry me in that case because Latavius Murray has a real, like role on this team and he is to be the hammer right because they're like i don't want to wear down alvin that much so just know that he is definitely a touchdown upside guy and he will catch it as well he was the second leading receiver on the team today for five for 51 and a touchdown but that always worries me on depending on how the games go he's not as safe as and that's why we didn't rank him that way but he's not as safe as like a zeke or saquon or you know, those guys will get their touches because they have to. But yep. with Elvin Kamara and that that Saints offense, they're kind of like, I oh, know, we'll do whatever we want. Don't worry about it. <laughs> All right, let's go to, I guess, the final game because the, the Rams-Cowboys is still going on right now, so this will be the final one for us. Cardinals, 49ers. Cardinals get the surprise win, 24-20. to 20. And um, Kyler Murray looks pretty good, I say, for a fantasy quarterback. He, he let him down there and got a touchdown at the end. 26 of 40, 230 yards, touchdown a pick, but 13 carries, 91 yards and a touchdown. And if any of us were worried about DeAndre Hopkins going to a new team, that was um, a mistake to be worried. 14 catches, 151 yards, almost got a touchdown and got called back on him. So that very close to just being a massive, massive number. But, I mean, Kyler knows where to go with the ball already. And this is going to – I mean, that's – for. Kyler Murray owners, this is a big like you love to see that because he knows where the he knows who to throw the ball to, and it's gonna I think be very successful this year. So I feel really good about that. 14, 151 yards for, for Hopkins there. Just uh and Murray with those 91 yards on the ground, just a you know, it's very encouraging for those two. Without a doubt. I mean, Kyler Murray looked every bit of the dual threat that we thought he could be. He took it. I mean, and he did it against San Fran. Like, if there's any way to yeah. come out and say, hey, I'm not going to have a sophomore slump, this was it. Especially after that long, you know, touchdown play to Mostert. We're kind of, I, yeah. I mean, even in my head, I was, as soon as I saw that, I was like, all right, maybe San Fran runs away with this one a little bit. You know, they're still a young team, you know, Arizona, who knows. And they just got to work and immediately. And they, they pull it out, man. I got to give them a lot of credit. That run Kyler had for a touchdown was crazy, too. Really, really good. Yeah, it was. He, he's, he's a good player, and he, yeah. he's going to just get better this year. Um, then Drake, 16 carries, 60 yards, did get a touchdown. Nothing spectacular, but he is, he is the guy there. Edmonds did get, catch a touchdown, but um, Drake's going to get the majority of the work. But just it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't like great, I'll say that. But um, it's going to be the Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins show there. So for the Niners, I guess Garoppolo, 259, two touchdowns. Um, through the 76 yarder there to Moster, whose day looks a, <laughs> looks a lot better because of that. He has a good day because of that. Um, 
really, honestly, he's blown coverage on a quick slant and he gets goes 76 yards on it. Without that, it's, it, it's, it's not great. But one thing I can say, that split really wasn't there today. It was Moster, 15 carries. McKinnon did get three, Coleman got four, but they're just, it was Mostert as the clear lead back. That, that, that much was there. You know, it could change with the Niners, but as of today, it was uh, Raheem Mostert. And then um, receiving, they just didn't throw the ball to wide receivers today. If you go look at those numbers, well, wide they, receivers they caught. Have any. <laughs> no, they don't. I mean, wide receivers caught four, four passes today. Bourne caught two and Taylor caught two. Other than that, it was Mostert with four catches, Kittle with four, Juszczyk with a catch, McKinnon three, Jordan Reed, if you didn't forget Jordan Reed signed with the Niners, he gets himself two catches, and Tevin Coleman gets one. And they spread the ball around there. Kittle got four for 44. I think that was basically all in the first half. He had that injury scare. He came back, but then I don't think he got a catch in the second half after coming back from that injury. So, But not a great day for the 49ers, I'll say that. That's not what you want to do coming off of, you know, being – you know, in the, in the Super Bowl last year, they didn't look great. And I don't know, eh, maybe they can turn that around if they get some receivers out there, get Debo out there, get Ayuk yeah, out there. I think they, they lacked a little bit of depth. And I think yep. they, I mean, completely honest, like you too, I know we saw him play last year and we liked him, but Kyler surprised me today. It did feel like he was, uh, he was just better than he was the year before, yep. confident-wise. Maybe it's because he had that one big wide receiver he could go to all the time. Yep. But he definitely was the the difference maker in, in big time plays. Where, you know, that's a good defense to do it against too. So yep. it was a it was an interesting game. All right, well, that's gonna do it. We'll touch on this Rams Cowboys game um, in the next couple episodes here. I will say one thing about this game is Cooper Cup. Why do you change his number? He screwed with me today. <laughs> I see number ten catching the ball. I'm like, what the heck? Who is that guy? It's Cooper Cup. Should be number eighteen. I thought. Man. So, all right, that'll do it for today. We'll be back tomorrow with our waiver wire episode. Talk to you guys then.